Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Rob and Shane. Um, Robbie? Wait a second. This isn't right. What? Shane? Shane's not here. But you know who is here, ladies and gentlemen? Our good friend, our good brother, a man who retired as the light heavyweight champion from Fight Night Round 3 with over 686 wins and currently has over 84,850 wins in Rocket League, the champ... Mr. Derek. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard, sir. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. This is... This is nice. Yeah. Um, You know, normally this show is called Real Talk with Rob and Shane, but Shane, currently... What is he? <laughs> Not, Not a, good a good brother. brother. So, we decided that since Shane is off doing whatever Shane does when he disappears on Good Brother Weekend... That happens a lot lately. Figure, I mean, you do something. We haven't really did, did anything with the wrestling podcast yet. Um, yeah, I have been editing, working on that episode of Starcade uh, when we oh, fantasy the, book Starcade, the three hour one. Yeah, Oof. so I'm working on that to try to get that going. But I figure, you know what? Real talk with Rob and Shane. We talk about movies, TV shows, pop culture in general. There's a connection that you and I have. We don't really, you don't really watch a whole lot of movies, right? No, I have the attention span of a goldfish. <laughs> so, you do have a Netflix account. I certainly do. What two shows do you watch the most on Netflix? Um, That would be The Office and Parks and Recreation. <laughs> and you know what? I'm right there with you. I'm, they're, they're the two, what is seminal the right word? No, we're going to skip fucking fancy words because Shane's not here. I'm not trying to impress him. <laughs> yeah, Professor Hoot's on vacation. Oh, my God, <laughs> nerd. They're, they're the two best sitcoms I've watched over the past 15 years. Yeah. Easily. Like I said, you're not really a big TV watcher, right? No. I mean, you watch House and things like that. But, right. You know, I watch shows after they're done, mm -hmm. which so happened to these two shows. After they're done is when I watched them. Well, you got. I think you got on to... The Office, a little bit. I think the last season was airing. Yeah, I think you're right. And Parson Rec, same way. I got you hooked on it. You know, the uh, I think it was the final season. Yeah, because we I were waiting wait for that for final it. season to come on the Hulu. Yeah. So, oh, you got me and Steph into the Office. Yeah. So, well, why don't you? You know, normally with the show, we kind of talk like how we got into things like that. Absolutely. So, do you remember which episode I got you into it? Niagara Parks One and Two. Yes. And it was it was good that you did it there because those were the two episodes sitting right basically in the middle of the series. Mm -hmm. And I want to know what happened afterwards. And even more importantly, I want to know how they got to that point. Well, not, yeah, I want to know how you got on this path to right. begin with. Like, so, I mean, we watched those two. And, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I just kind of watched those and was like, eh, okay, it's a show. That was when we were still living, you know, on the other side of the county. and. Mm -hmm. I was just like, ah, well, yeah, whatever. It's, it's, it's a wedding. <laughs> then I went back, and I think Steph and I knocked it out in four days. Really? Yeah. I mean, we because I, I was on vacation at the time, mm -hmm. and we just binged the hell out of that show. <laughs> I think we did we did two seasons in one sitting. Mm -hmm. Of course, the first season was what six episodes. Which which season? Season one. Yeah. So that was quick. That was like three and a half hours. And then, like I said, I mean, the rest of it we knocked out back to back to back to back to back. Mm. Well, see, it's funny that you mentioned six episodes because, like, that seemed to be, like, you know, when I was in high school, I was really big into Seinfeld and still am. 
Seinfeld was an NBC show that started off with six episodes. For a whole season? Mm-hmm. Season wow. one was six episodes, and it was a, a test. It was basically a filler to see you. if the network wanted to pick it up. Right. As far as growing up watching television, um, my two shows were Seinfeld and Frasier. Yeah. And see, it's kind of transition though, because you know NBC kind of NBC kind of they're kind of known for having those two big hits that kind of like complement each yeah. other: Seinfeld, Frasier, and now The Office, or then The Office and Parks and Recreation. Right. I keep forgetting that the shows are actually over. Right. I keep wanting to yeah. refer to them as they're still here because I mean they still play in syndication yeah. even now, um, which sucks because we're getting ready to get rid of cable. But I still got every episode on Netflix, so I'm yeah. good there. I mean. Yeah. The uh, Parson Recreation is actually on Hulu also. Oh, so I can pick and choose which interface yeah. I like better and just go from there? <laughs> All right, fair enough. You can just boot it up and watch it both both screens, both services. <laughs> I, I think it's too much Parks and Rec. Yo, dog, I heard you like Parks and Rec. <laughs> Get some Ann's man and some, some Tom's gr- Tommy's girl. <laughs> <laughs> Matching berets. Yeah, that's that's Derek's history in, in the getting into the show. I just... um. When I did have a uh, Dish Network, mm-hmm. you're talking about syndication. Yeah. It was on TBS one night. Yeah. I got into a um, episode, which I'm not going to talk about the episode just now because that episode is actually on what we're going to be talking about. Okay. Okay. But it was like, it was almost like the Niagara Falls episode for you because with what happened in that episode, I was like, what the hell is going on? This is the funniest shit I've seen <laughs> in forever. Why have I not been watching this? Fair enough. So I remember watching that episode. Turning off the Dish Network box and booting up Netflix. Oh, that's convenient. And starting the show. Well, I mean, on top of even our history, mm-hmm. look at me, you, and also the man who's not here. 90% of our jokes are office and parks. Yeah. And you don't get that with a half-ass show. Right. I mean, between, I mean, especially with me and you, mm-hmm. you've got office, parks, and rec, uh, Fantasy Factory and Robin Big. Right. You take those four shows away, we're just blobs of human flesh <laughs> that are not funny at all. So, which as long as Shane doesn't watch Robin Big and Fantasy Factory, he'll still think, he'll still think we're kind of funny. Well, it'll take him eight years to get through uh, Parks and Recreation. Oh my gosh! But since we're doing this, maybe he'll uh, be like, "Hey, <laughs> I need you to jump that, on Shane? board here." <laughs> you should you should listen to this podcast, then go out. And watch the show, and we'll see you at the movies. <laughs> you know what happens to uh, people who don't listen to the podcast? I don't. Right to jail. Oh, straight to jail. Right to jail. <laughs> you watch this show enough? Straight to jail. You don't watch this show enough? Straight to jail. You don't follow Gimmicks Inc. on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? Right to jail. Right, straight to jail. Straight to jail. No questions asked. Just straight to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Undercook your fish. Straight to jail. Overcook your chicken. Again, straight to jail. I told you this is how this is going to happen. Oh, yeah. It's already gotten away from us. <laughs> Let's get to the point of what we're going to do today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Derek and I decided we kind of, uh, Shane and I did our top 10 movies of 2017, a couple weeks back. I thought that was kind of a cool concept. So I was like, you know what? Let's mean you do it with Parks and Recreation in the office. It's good you didn't do movies because I didn't watch 10 movies in 2017. <laughs> you didn't watch 10 minutes of a movie. No, I watched The Last Jedi and then okay. I didn't go home on the internet and bitch about it because I liked it. Well, good boy. <laughs> we need more people like I'm you. paint this table if you keep <laughs> keep it up, mister. Yeah, we decided uh, we would do our, not really a top 10 of each one. We just kind of like, you know, wanted to pick and choose a few episodes of each one. Because if you... 
get into 10 episodes of Parkinson Rec and 10 episodes of The Office, things are going to be ridiculous. Right. So I tried to shoot for just five from The Office, five from Parks. Um, I told, you know, we may have a few extra ones here and there because I didn't really want to limit it to just five, but I didn't want to go over 10. Right. So I thought maybe, you know, we just kind of go over these a little bit, kind of talk about them, what we like about the episodes, why they're our favorite episodes, some of our favorite jokes, some of our favorite characters, things like that. Do oh, Since I'm playing the role of Shane, do uh, you have any news for me today, Rob? Uh, nah, bump all that. We're here to talk about The Office. We're here, oh, not Goldberg? <laughs> not Goldberg. Not Goldberg. All right. But I figure we'll just jump right into it. So we'll do what? You do one and I'll do one? Uh, well... We'll do it kind of like we did with our movie list. If I have an episode on my list, you can tell me if it's on your list and we'll talk about it together. Okay. And then we might, you know, kind of talk about how they rank, like which episodes we like the best. Like out of our list, if you want to rank them, we can do that. I kind of have mine already like that. I couldn't rank mine. It's not really something I'm kind of holding to. Now, as far as like, you know, the number one episode from each show is my number one favorite episode from each show. So. That will be right in the countdown as we go over these. All right. So, um, just like the movie list, I actually have... We'll, we'll start with The Office. Okay. Okay, and just like the movie list, I had an honorable mention for an episode. Okay. The honorable mention is the episode that got me into this world. Ooh, okay. So, we're just we're throwing it out on front street yeah. now. Okay. And that episode was called The Banker. Ooh, that see that's that was my honorable mention it's just not on it's not on my phone okay so um i'll pull a little bit of stuff here we'll talk about it the banker is the 14th episode of the sixth season of the office and the show's 114th episode overall why you went deep on this you you this is is starcade all over again it is yeah you're (laughs) you're like war and peace book over there and i've got a fucking notepad open on my phone (laughs) can i say fucking on this podcast i might as well you already have fuck it so this episode was actually written by Jason Kessler and Jeffrey Blitz. Just a little little tidbit of information there. But the fact that this show was 114 episodes in before I decided to give it the time of day right. is ridiculous. So in this episode, an investment banker comes to the office to speak to the HR rep, Tony Flenderson. Or Toby Flenderson. Oh my God, I just totally... He this, messed up his, his name. He messed up his own name. He messed up your own name. <laughs> I'm trying something different. Okay. So... Uh, uh, since the company has recently been uh, bought out, the, um, the episode is a, f- a clip show featuring montages of episodes past and the banker asks about events in the office. So that's kind of funny because like in the world of TV, the clip show is most often considered the worst show. Right. It's the filler. It's, it's a cop out. Yeah. Because it's like, we don't have enough for a season. Let's do a clip show. Right. Or we don't really know where the story is going to go. We're going to adjust things on a dime, but the network has ordered 22 episodes this season. Let's throw together a clip show real quick. Cause if you think about it, think about that episode, um, just the premise of a clip show, you only need the actual cast together for roughly five minutes of the episode. Yeah. And that's just the, you know, interweave the pieces of the montage together. So the fact that a clip show won me over, and still, like I said, 114 episodes in. That's kind of that's kind of cool, man. Yeah, I mean that is cool. Um, you said that this one was also your. Oh honorable yeah, mention. if I mean I didn't do an honorable mention, but I mean you, you guys will find out as we go along <clears throat> into this. Rob and myself trying to get this down to our five favorite episodes was a um, how can I put <laughs> this? It was a labor of love. 
because that I mean I could have done top twenty five and yeah. still would have had an issue putting in twenty five top episodes. Yeah. It's like even the ones you kind of push aside, you're like, you regret having to push them aside. Oh, yeah. I mean, me and Steph and I were arguing last night over, you know, what needed to be on and what took off. And then I felt bad. So hers made the list and mine got cut out, which so happened to be the banker. That's cool. So I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a little bit of, of a synopsis of each of these episodes as we go along. Okay. So um, in this episode, it just says that, um, and I pulled this directly from... The Dunder Mifflin. The, the Wikipedia <laughs> yeah. you and I both were yeah. looking at last night. So um, it just says here that when an investment banker, Eric Ward, comes to Dunder Mifflin Scranton to check into uh, any discrepancies, Michael, Dwight, Andy, and Pam pull out all the stops in hope of impressing him with their high-profile contacts, like um, Computron. Computron. <laughs> Pacific. <laughs> Michael is now the highest-ranking uh, employee of Duff- Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this show is so fun. Like, you just get to thinking about something. And no, it's just, he comes up on the Segway, and he's just like, hello, and he's got that helmet on. <laughs> oh, jeez. You just gotta love his antics, man. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it says here that Michael is now the highest uh, ranking employee of Dunder Mifflin since the corporate office in New York has been removed. Um, Michael, you know, begins to lie to make the office look more attractive and clean, having Dwight pretend to be the HR rep <laughs> to keep Toby from telling him about the office, office's problems. Uh, Toby returns to speak to the banker, and he struggles to evade the fact checker's questions. As they go over a list of uh, potential liabilities, viewers are shown plenty of instances where the staff have destroyed property, engaged in dangerous activities, activities and office romance, time-wasting, and conflict. Um, it ends with clips where the office have come together as a family, in, including numerous moments of Jim and Pam's romance. So that's the overall premise of that episode. Mm-hmm. And like just the fact that <laughs> when so like, you know, it mentions there with Toby's like, I don't really I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this. <laughs> I don't wanna lie. I don't wanna lie. And I definitely don't want to tell the truth. <laughs> so <laughs> You know, Shane was uh, talking to me one time about how he hasn't really watched a whole lot of it. Right. And um, we were just sitting around one day and I was like, man, let's just watch an episode. Kind of show you a little bit more of what what has been going on. Because he said he's watched some with Michael Scott. Right. Just kind of sporadic. I showed him this episode. And the fact that it shows the clip where Angela throws the cat through the roof. Oh, God. Shane did his laugh, and you know what laugh I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know exactly which laugh you're talking about. <laughs> Wait, is this throws the cat up, and then the cat comes down? Save Bandit! <laughs> like, I'm 95 pounds! <laughs> <laughs> so I think that episode is a good episode to show. Like, if somebody hasn't watched The Office, which at this point... Shame probably, on you. <laughs> there's probably not a whole, a whole lot of people left right. still. This is the episode to show them, I think, to get them hooked. I think you're right. I think you're right. I guess my number five episode... It's Casino Night. Ooh. That's a good one. Is it on your list? Not on my list. Okay, not on your list. Man. That's, I mean, that's a good episode because it sets up a lot of, you know, what's going to happen. Because that's, isn't that season finale? Um, Yeah. It's Casino Night is the second season finale. Here's a little another little tidbit. It was actually written by Steve Carell and oh. uh, Ken Quapis, I think is how you pronounce it. Oh, Ken Quapis. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, he's a good writer. <laughs> I have no idea. Who the hell is Caitlin? <laughs> so, Casino Night says here that in this episode, the office hosts a casino night to which Michael Scott inadvertently invites two dates. Meanwhile, Jim Halpert decides to transfer to Dunder Mifflin's Scr- Scranton branch and reveals to Pam his feelings for her. 
this episode was the first of the series to run as a supersized episode, featuring 28 minutes and 20 seconds of content rather than the standard 22 or 20 minutes and 30 seconds. In addition, the episode was the first of the series to be written by Carell. Uh, he had suggested the idea for the episode to executive producer Greg Daniels, who Greg Daniels worked on The Simpsons. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know That's that. why Homer is in the office. That's, he's the, yeah, a little stuffed hand. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Um, so Greg Daniels, you know, he pretty much enjoyed this idea and he instantly greenlit the script. Uh, Casino Night also introduces the musical exploits of Kevin Malone. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the episode received wide, wide acclaim from television critics and earned a Nelson rating of 3.9 in the 18 to 49 dem- demographic being seen by 7.7 million viewers. It is generally considered by both critics and audience to be one of the show's greatest episodes. It is. It really is. And it did, I don't even know how the hell it didn't make my list. <laughs> so that, that's the you know, that that's the pretty much what they put out for it. But the right. actual synopsis of the the show says here that uh, Michael Scott organizes a casino charity charity event in the warehouse and inadvertently winds up with two dates for the evening. Both his boss Jan Levinson and his real estate agent Carol Styles, which is his real wife. Yep. yep. Uh, Jim and Pam uh, go through audition tapes for a wedding band to discover that colleague Kevin Malone. That's not right. It says here it says here that Jim. That's that's his name. Or uh, it was a uh, Roy, Roy and Pam, right? Because then Roy won't. Kevin? No, that was later on that he that he picked Scrantonicity. But Jim and Pam watched the music videos and see the black and white music video with Kevin playing drums. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're right. Um, so yeah, they were kind of you know going through trying to pick out music for him. Uh, Jim upsets Pam's uh, impending marriage to Roy. He tells the documentary crew that he met with Janet about transferring to Stanford, Connecticut branch of Dunder Mifflin because he has no future here. Right. During casino night, Dwight wins a game of crafts and kisses Angela on the cheek, <laughs> disregarding their attempts to keep their intimate relationship a secret. So, you know, you kind of see that kind of coming out. Right, right. Uh, she slaps him and walk away. The two quietly enjoy the experience, though. Uh, Jan and Carol share an awkward conversation when they realize that Michael has invited both of them. <laughs> Jim tells Jan that he's made a decision about the transfer. After Rory leaves, Jim tells Pam that he is in love with her. After a, a stun pause, she, she states that she cannot be with him. He tells her he wants to be more than friends, but she is sorry that he misinterpreted things. Heartbroken, Jim apologizes for misinterpreting their friendship and discreetly wipes a tear from his cheek as he walks away. Jan leaves Michael and Carol, noticeably upset about the night's events, and is revealed that she packed an overnight bag in the car, implying that she had planned to spend the night with Michael. Pam returns to the office to talk to her mother over the phone about Jim's statement. Jim enters the room and approaches her, and she hastily hangs up. She begins to say something, but Jim kisses her, and after hesitating, she returns to the kiss with the two staring at each other in silence. So that's when the show ends. And that was that's the right. finale. Yep. Because that started season three, and they ask they ask each other if they were drunk, and they both were like, "Well, uh, Pam says maybe we were drunk." Uh-huh. Jim's like, "No, are you drunk?" She's no. no. <laughs> yeah, that's a good episode. Yeah, because that one you um, it said it was the season two finale, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of didn't know what was happening. It was the whole. See, this is this goes back to the whole um thing from Friends with uh. Hold on, Ross. Ross. Oh my God. Yeah. Um. Wait. With Ross and Rachel, it's the whole will they won't they get together? Like yeah, and Fran, she, like yeah. friends kind of they they did that for ten years. Will they won't they? No. It's like the that. office kind of jumped on it fast and was like, hey, let's not let's not drag this out as much as you know we did on Friends. Right. I, don't don't just let them either hook up or not. So 
But that one wasn't on your list, right? That was not on my list, no. Okay. So that's my number five. So if you want to throw in something here about one of your number fives or one of your episodes, I'll, let's I'll make this my number five. Okay. Season six, episodes four and five. Niagara part one and two. Okay. Just because that was my introduction. Okay. Um, Just the shenanigans. Lead, because, I mean, I, I've been married twice now. Mm-hmm. Weddings are not weddings are easy to plan and execution. They are almost impossible to do off perfectly. Uh-huh. From Andy blowing his his um, <laughs> his satchel out, for lack of a better word, um, from doing a split and landing on his keys, to Kevin Malone's shoes getting thrown away. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about the shoes out with with tissue boxes. <laughs> To Mike Michael Scott not having a room and then yelling at Dwight because Dwight won't let him bunk with him and saying that he failed the Dragon Masters test. I don't know why, but that gets me every time. <laughs> um, and then you go into the second episode, you know, with the wedding itself and Pam cuts her veil, so Jim cuts his tie off, and you find out the whole wedding itself was, you know, wasn't really it. They actually got married on the ship mm-hmm. going under Niagara Falls. And you see, because of that, he had this plan all. I mean, he tells you, you know, I had, I had plan B all along, uh, which was getting married. Or when he first saw the video mm-hmm. of uh, the dancing, of everybody coming out, he um, he had that idea. Oh, my voice just went dumb. <laughs> he had that idea from the beginning. It's just, it was, it was a great. And, and I mean, kudos to you. It was a great two episodes to start on the path. I um, mean, that and the banker, mm-hmm. because. You get to see everybody in the entire series, almost in their best moments. And then from there, you want to see how the characters develop to that point and then how they go on. So right. I mean, we touched on it earlier, but that, I mean, like I didn't do mine in a top five, mm-hmm. like a five like, um, chronological or a numerical order. Right. But that's that's at the top of my list is Niagara Parks 1 and 2. And I just made it one big episode because it Yeah, well, that, that's why is. I told you two-parters are considered yeah. one episode because- I'm with you. The reason I said that is because that's on my list also. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, it is actually my number two favorite episode wow. of The Office. I won't read I won't read the entire uh, synopsis of this one because you kind of summed it up really nicely. But as far as the actual notes from NBC about it, it just says here that Niagara is an hour-long episode of the sixth season of U.S. comedy The Office. It is the fourth and fifth episode in the season's episode count is, and is the 104th and 105th episode of the series overall. God, 104 episodes for them to get married. The episode was written by executive producer Greg Daniels and Mindy Kaling. Which, oh, wow. Kelly know, Kapoor. Plays Kelly. And again, like I love almost any episode that Greg Daniels is part of. I just love it. Yeah, he I, seems to be like one of their top guys. You and Shane pay more attention to like, who writes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I guess I need to start... I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't. I mean, nobody did a bad job, so I guess I just kind of just let, went with the punches and watched the show. Well, see, it's kind of like um, back in the '90s. Like, if you watched any TV show and you saw either James, he would either go by James or Jim Burroughs. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you saw that name on any episode, you knew it was probably going to be a good episode because, dude, he wrote on episodes of Friends. He wrote most of Frasier. Okay. He's written a few Seinfeld. His big claim was early stuff, like I, most of Cheers. Was written by him. Okay. So it's almost like the same comedy style. <clears throat> you can kind of see it in all three of those shows. Yeah. So it's like, and again, talking about comedy style, um, the guy who, uh, I can't, uh, Mike Schur, who plays Moe's. Yeah. 
you know, you can kind of see the effects of both these shows in and in each other. Okay, so that's who wrote the episode. The guy who directed the episode surprised me because I kind of took me and Shane kind of t- have taken this guy to task a few times. Well, Michael Bay didn't. didn't no, direct uh, nothing blew up. And Niagara Falls did not blow up. <laughs> Transformer <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez right uh, here coming in. Paul Fag directed this episode. What? Yeah, and. If you know from <laughs> past uh, Gimmicks Inks or Real Talk with Robin Shane experience, uh, Paul Fag almost killed mine and Shane's favorite fandom. Yeah. Well, he didn't almost kill it, but he left it on life support. Yeah, he stabbed it to death and left it there. So, and you know, we've talked a few times about getting away from things and your opinions changing of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mine and Shane's opinion of Ghostbusters answer of the call has really changed over the last year or so. We gave it a pass in that episode we did. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't deserve the pass that we gave it. I I remember this conversation we had because I asked y'all, and I said, "Look, I'm not going to watch it." And you guys specifically told me because I have a screenshot of it. You do you. So now y'all are back on my side a year and some odd later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Basically. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> hey. He he may have made a bad movie, but he made a good episode. Yeah, he so, did. He definitely did. Which, a little side note, he's in one of the episodes, so you have actually have seen this guy. He's the guy toward the end of the show who has the dog with the cat on top of it, with the mouse on top of it. What? It, that's that's Paul. No kidding. Yeah. So they've actually slipped him into the show. He goes through a lot of mice, doesn't he? <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> he was going to name him, but what's the point? <laughs> Okay, so it says here, um, you know, that episode does, it revolves around the wedding of Jim and Pam at Niagara Falls. Uh, not all goes smoothly when Jim accidentally reveals Pam's pregnancy to the guests, including Pam's very old-fashioned grandmother and Andy injures his scrotum while dancing. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Michael and Dwight both try to hook up with women with mixed results. That episode is really funny because it's kind of like one of those episodes there's something for every character. In that episode, like yeah. everybody has a moment to shine. Like even if it's a small moment, they kind of have a moment. I forgot all about Dwight hooking up with the girl and then just scissor kicking her face <laughs> as they're coming down. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right. So what's your, what's your? I guess number four. So my number four. You're gonna need a suit and tie for this one, sir, because you're going to the Dundies. <laughs> oh gosh! Wow. Okay. Um, the Dundies is the first episode of the second season of The Office. Um, the show's seventh episode overall, written by Mandy Cayley and directed by Greg Daniels. Wow, okay. So, Kelly wrote this one. This one was actually directed by Greg. Um, okay, so the synopsis for this episode is, uh, Michael Scott is the only person who looks forward to The Dundies, his annual award show at the local's Chili's restaurant. Jim tries to dissuade Michael from, once again, awarding Pam Beasley the World's Longest Engagement Award. Meanwhile, Dwight Schrute learns that there is graffiti about Michael in the ladies' room and his attempts to investigate are embarrassingly (laughs) unsuccessful. At the award shows, Michael's performance of As MC falls flat. Ryan Howard is embarrassed when Michael awards him the hottest in the office. (laughs) Pam's fiancé, Roy Anderson, and Daryl Philbin leave, uh, taking Pam with them. Uh, In the parking lot, uh, Roy and Pam argue, and Pam returns alone to a restaurant where she begins drinking beer and margaritas. Heckled by other customers, Michael decides to end the show, but an intoxicated Pam leaves the office and encouraging Michael to continue. 
Relieved upon winning a Dundee for whitest sneakers, Pam gives a drunken acceptance <laughs> speech and kisses Jim on the lips. This leaves Jim surprised but happy. As Jim recaps the Dundees for the camera, uh, Pam stares at Jim with dazed fascination and then falls off her stool. <laughs> and the white springs to help, thinking Pam is having a seizure. <laughs> he then tries to take off his dress shirt and tie, but Chili's employees stop him. After the party is over, Pam runs into the camera and screams, I would just like to say that this is the best Dundees ever. <laughs> In the parking lot, Pam admits to Jim that it was she who wrote the graffiti. She begins to ask Jim a question, but stop when she notices the camera. A Chili's employee then talks to the camera and says that Pam apparently was sneaky drinks from other tables, <laughs> which is against the restaurant's rules. He then tells the audience that he Xerox her driver's license and that she is never welcomed in Chili's again. Jim helps Pam into Angela Martin's car and then smiles as they leave. <laughs> she got the lifetime ban from Chili's. Didn't she... <laughs> Wait, what did she show up in a Chili's in? Uh, she actually sent out a tweet about a year and a half That's ago. That's right. Um, Jenna Fisher was just standing outside of one, and she took a selfie, and she's like, I wonder if I'm allowed back in yet. I, I, God, I forgot all about the Dundies episode. <sighs> so, Which one to do next? So yeah, let's, uh, let's see. So so far I've had Casino Night and the Dundies, and we've both shared uh, Niagara. Yep. So let's see what you got on yours. Season 5, episode 28, Company Picnic. Ah, Company Picnic. That's a good one. That's not on my list. It's one of those I was talking about that kind of sucks because you have to push that one aside. Right. But I like that episode. And, and, I mean, it really stood out for me for two reasons. Because, one, I really thought that Michael was going to profess his love for Holly at the picnic. I mean, he had the whole little situation set aside with the strawberries. He was going to talk to her. I think there was a letter involved, maybe. Um... But the big one is you find out Jim and Pam, she's pregnant. Um, I mean, that that right there, everything takes kind of like a harsh left turn on that episode. Um, you had the Slum Dunder Mifflin Air skit where they announced <laughs> Buffalo's closing. You know, that's, that Dunder Mifflin's closing a branch. Which, not to cut you off, but that moment is how you realize how batshit crazy Holly is. Yes, she is. Like, she is up there with Michael. Yeah. Like, they are the perfect fit. Abs- absolutely. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to think what else is about that one. Oh, the volleyball game between Scranton and Corporate. Yeah. Uh, Jim calls and, you know, tells Dwight to, to stall for a minute. <laughs> Dwight just kicks the hell out of the soccer or the volleyball and just goes, I'll get it. He's, oh, that's so unfair. And he kicks it like eight miles down the road. Oh, don't worry. I'll get it. Get, and then, then just bebops off, like out of the screen all the way down. But Jim and Pam's pregnancy, or, you know, Jim and Pam, you know, having a child and announcing it that way. Cause I think that was, I think that was a season finale as well. Um, I think. I can't remember. It may be. Because if Niagara 1 and 2 is season 6, episodes 3 and 4. And this one is season five, episode 28. I would say it's probably... If it's not a season finale, I could easily see it being a mid-season finale right. when they go to winter break. Yeah. So that, that could be one of those things. I, I didn't have... I don't have that one on my list, so I didn't look at... To yeah. See. I mean, I, and I mean, honestly, like I said, the main reason that's on there is because, you know, you find out Pam's pregnant mm-hmm. and that let down. Oh, and side note, I fucking hate Idris Elba. I hate him. <laughs> like, Char- Charles Minor, biggest villain ever. He treats Michael Scott like shit. He, he, he hates Jim. You, you have the, like, I've heard about this problem before. Um, there are people who cannot stand Anne because they hate Karen. Okay. They, ca- they cannot stand Anne from Parson Rack 
because of the character that she played on The Office. Okay. See, that's why I didn't watch Dark Tower. Idris was in it. Yeah, because he was a jerk to Jim. That's exactly what You're you said. Right. <laughs> You're damn right. And then it's like I put on my phone. Is, the, is that childish? You bet. Because <laughs> he's a dick. I mean, which means, I mean, he played his role incredibly well. He's not as good as D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. As when it comes to, you know, people that kind of have like little one-off one off episodes yeah. or two or three episode runs. But he's just, he is an asshole. <laughs> I, anyways, but yeah, that was my little side note on Company Picnic because I think that's the last time you see him. And you, because he's sitting there and he's like, oh, you know, time to get up, Jim, because they, you know, he, he spikes it almost in Jim's face. And I lit, like, I look at the screen and I'm going, you're a dick. Like, if you worked at Dunder Mifflin, you would get fired because you punched him. Yeah. At the company picnic. Yeah, I would hit him at the company picnic and then <laughs> spike the volleyball in his face. And then Prey doesn't get mad at me because he turns out to be in the Dark Tower a couple years later. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, that that's that's one of my... I mean, I probably wouldn't put it at four. It'd probably be under Niagara, one and two. But it's in my top five. So you're number three. Um... It's funny that you mentioned D'Angelo. Tab flab? My number three is Goodbye, Michael. Is, okay. that, is it on your list? That's my number one. That's your number one. That's my number one. Wow. See, it's funny because I seriously thought we were going to have the same number one. That's what you said last night. Um. So, okay, well, that's... Okay, well, since it's your number one, why is it your number one? Because uh, it's probably one of my... Like, I'm sitting here now, like... Like getting goosebumps because of it. Mm-hmm. It's to me, it's the the most emotional episode I've probably watched of a TV sitcom. Because from season one, episode one, and I mean he goes all the way to season seven, episode twenty two. There are moments where I just I want to punch Michael Scott in the mouth, mm-hmm. and one of those reasons is is on my top five, and you know which one it is. Don't I mean if you, you might know which one okay. it is. Um, and then for every dumb thing Michael Scott does, he does something to redeem himself. This episode from giving Oscar the puppet <laughs> from, uh, to, to, uh, to paintball with Dwight, um, to saying goodbye to Pam without being mic'd up. Uh-huh. But what gets me is when he says goodbye to Jim. Yeah. Um, because I mean, the whole premise is, you know, he's leaving tomorrow, but he tell or he, he's leaving yeah, he's leaving the next day, but he's telling everybody, or he's leaving today, and he's yeah. telling everybody that he's leaving tomorrow. And he goes to say goodbye to Jim, and Jim's like, well, you know what, I'll, how about we just talk about it tomorrow at lunch? Let me take you to lunch. Mm. And you can tell, I mean, I don't know, I, I I don't look into it as much as, you know, you and Shane do. Um, it really looks like Steve Carell is legit crying. Um, there was a documentary that aired ironic a documentary about a show about a documentary <laughs> there was a documentary that aired the night before the finale went on okay and um this was when i still had satellite so i did watch this live and there was a uh, a panel out of, they were on a baseball field in scranton like, oh wow because you know the town really supports it well, sure. supports the show and um they were interviewing everyone about it and they asked them about you know steve leaving and um steve carell and uh, john krasinski is there and they're like no everything that you saw was real yeah he's like because it wasn't just jim saying bye to michael it was john saying bye to steve and vice versa wow so every bit of that was 100 percent. and they actually said there's parts of it edited 
because they just they were losing it. Like yeah, like they couldn't even act because they were so sad about it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, because me and like I said, me and staff were watching it last night because I was trying to get okay. Well, this is one of my favorite episodes, and this is why. And we watched Jim and you know Michael say goodbye to each other. And I'm looking at staff, and I'm going, "This is my number one," because the whole show starts out. He's sitting on top of the of the a building, getting used to the altitude of Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> and Dwight comes and brings him Rocky Mountain oysters, and then screams at him that they're bull testicles. <laughs> it, it's just to me, it was the perfect way to say goodbye. To, to not only Michael Scott, but Steve Carell. And that's another one of those episodes, too, where everybody has a moment. Yeah. So much so that he has a checklist of saying goodbye to everybody. Right. And that's just, it's just, uh, it is, man, it is a very good episode. Like, it, you know, there's a reason it's in my top three and your favorite one. Um, Steve Carell goes from the guy who you would never want to work for. Yeah. To the guy that you... You don't want to work for anybody but him. Right. Right. So it's just a, it was a very good payoff for his character. Yeah. And it just really sucked to see him go because to me, I don't hate it from then on out, but that's where the show lost a lot of its thing. It went downhill from there. Yeah. And I mean, even, you know, you, you had James Spader come in Mm -hmm. and even he couldn't bring it back up. Um, you know, yeah, you start to, you start to see more of uh, guest appearances after he leaves and stuff like that. So that was kind of cool. Um, it, the f- funny joke is, I always thought that. Um, I always heard like I never understood it until I watched the show. But they said that when Steve Carell left, you could have had um, oh my gosh, I can't remember, Mike Adamley step in and take over. Yes, <laughs> and nobody would have noticed. And I'm sitting here thinking. Wow, Mike Adam. Wow, yeah, the WEDF title. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Jeff Harvey. Har- no, Jess Harvey. So yeah, that's a that's a really good episode, and it's so funny because like a lot of times I'll rewatch these episodes, and we talk about it a lot too. You'll catch something that you didn't notice the first couple yeah. times. Like it took me years to realize after Michael takes his mic off what he says. Is it that's what she said? Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I finally I be good to get was. this off my chest and hands the microphone to the guys and if you read his lips that's what he said that's what she said and like i was doing good in that episode and like you know I, I'm, I won't lie when stuff hits me like if it hits me i'm gonna cry oh yeah dude alfred like at at the end of the dark knight rises just right. tears yeah and like that scene always gets me um when pam just walks in from the side of the screen yeah and hugs him yeah like, that gets me every time. Like, I sent you guys that message the other day. It was like, goodbye, Michael's the next episode on my queue. I'm just not strong enough again. <laughs> not again. <laughs> I, I, see, I actually, I get I get emotional before that. It's the whole conversation with Jim and Michael. That's mm-hmm. what gets me. Because Jim, I think it's early season two. He's like, I don't want to make a career out of this. Mm-hmm. I'm just here. This right. is just a job. And to find, you know, to come full circle and to, I, I'm going to tell you tomorrow that you're the best boss I've ever had. I mean, that shows you how much it least meant to Jim mm. because he met his wife there. It's just, it's such a good episode. Such a good episode. I guess we actually, we need to go back to you because. Well, no, I mean, this is, um, 
just you know we've, we've pretty much we've kind of summed this episode up i'm just right. looking at some some notes here from nbc itself about the episode um it was, also had another working title depending on what syndication what form of syndication it's in it's either goodbye michael or goodbye michael scott um says here that it originally aired in nbc on um april 28th 2011 and again in this episode michael prepares to leave to leave for Colorado with Holly and spends his last day saying goodbye to everyone individually, pretty much wanting no drama to ensue. Meanwhile, uh, new manager D'Angelo <laughs> and Andy try to keep Michael's biggest client. Uh, the episode was written by... <laughs> I love that dog! He's like, you a high five guy? Now's the time. <laughs> Not while I'm driving. No, I'm driving. <laughs> I'm driving. <laughs> Give me that dog! Oh my god. It's my dog! <laughs> Okay, it was good. It was you know, good. and it's funny too, man, because uh, Will Ferrell, man, he became that guy who became the same character in every movie. Yeah. Like, I loved Will Ferrell when, when I was first getting into comedy and SNL and stuff like that. Right. Like, I loved him. And then he got to the point, like, it was Adam Sandler-esque territory. Where I'm was. like, if you've seen him in one movie, you've seen him in all. Yeah. Dude, for this episode, or this story arc, they could have picked nobody better. No, not at all. Not like, at all. It, it, it's almost like Will Ferrell was redeeming himself. Right. Like, in that role. And he's only there for three episodes. Yeah. Four he gets, tops. Yeah, I think it's three because that last one he tries to dunk from the free throw line. <laughs> and then comes in in a hospital gown. Tap flap. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the only thing here other than... Um, what we said here, uh, the episode was written by a uh, series developer and executive producer, Greg Daniels, and was directed by Paul Feig, which again, or Feig, however you say his name, I, it's it's a whole Kevin Feig, Kevin Feig, like, I've, I've heard his name pronounced like three different ways. I thought we just called him Feig. Feig. But yeah, I, that's, I didn't know that he was, it's weird, man, I'm going to have to give, start giving this guy more credit than he deserves, like, or sure more credit than, than I have been, because, dude, he's directed a lot of these episodes. But at the same time, Greg Daniels is the writer, so I know right. that carries a lot of weight. Um, this episode does mark the final appearance of Greg uh, Steve Carell as a regular, as a series regular, having announced that he was leaving the series near the end of season six. The episode aired in an extended fifty-minute time slot, having originally been meant to be a two-parter combined with the previous episode, Michael's Last Dundies. Um, the episode featured guest appearances from Will Ferrell, Amy Ryan, and Andy Buckley. Who uh, they apparently appeared in deleted scenes. Oh, I was going to say, I had no idea who that is. Uh, Goodbye Michael was met with uh, critical acclaim from critics and fans and is considered to be the best episode of The Office. Wow. So, All right. you have some justification there, I'll, sir, for I'll that being it. your number one. I'll take it. Um, the later seasons that followed this airing received extensive criticism for a declining quality. Wow. And many cl- critics believe that it could have served as a potential series finale. Absolutely. In a poll conducted by a fan site, uh, Office Tally, the episode was named the best episode of the seventh season. The episode was viewed by 8.4 million viewers and received a 4.2 rating uh, in the 18 to 49 demographic, making it the third highest rated episode of the season among adults. It later received two primetime Emmy Award nominations for Carell and Daniel's work on the episode. What the hell came out that year that beat that? Um, let's see. What year did it say it was? Uh, 2000 fucking something. <laughs> 2011. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, we said it, we're, we're the people who get into TV shows after they're done. Yeah. I don't really follow stuff no. as it's airing. So I don't know what would have been at that time. Um. As far as comedy wise, like you know, 
I guess uh, I guess maybe Parks had started, but I don't really consider that competition at, at that time. No, because um, around then would have been Brandana Woods, and that show sucked yeah, while he was there. Uh, you had him, or you had that. You had a uh, yeah. My name is Earl was pretty good, which I don't think you've ever you know what gotten really it into that. Been my name is Earl. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to remember what I was actually on the air at the time, but still, man, that's to to be you know collectively considered one of the best, the best episode, right? So I mean, there's. No doubt that this should be on the list. Absolutely. Absolutely. So since my number two was Niagara, okay, we'll just let you talk about something, and then we'll get back to my number one. Okay. So, all right, so you, have, you only have one episode left. Yeah. Okay. I have two left, so I'll, I'll do this one. And, I mean, this one, I don't, I'm leaving one for last, not for, because it's my best, because it's, well, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> um, the next one I have on my list is the series finale. It's the very last episode. Okay. Um, Again, another one that is not on my list. Right. But I hated leaving it off. Right, right. And, and that's why before we start recording, I just mentioned Bestest Mitch. The episode could easily make the list just because four words. Michael, you came. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why it, that's why it's on there. Um, I mean, on just on my little notes, which is one, two, three, four, five sentences, and half of these sentences are three words. Um, wraps up the series nicely. The bachelor party where he gets to shoot the rocket launcher, and he's just got this big. And Dwight's got this big ass cigar in his mouth, and he's just sitting there laughing his ass off while he fires it. <laughs> um, the bestest mensch, which I guess leads into you know with it being a series finale of series finale. You know, Dwight and Jim started out pretty much hating each other. Yeah. And then by the time you get to the final episode, Dwight's getting married and Jim's his, you know, his best man. Yeah. I mean, it straight up went from hate, prank, respect, friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're only as good as your arm. <laughs> um, plus, Michael comes back. Uh, Aaron meets her parents. Yeah. Um, which is uh, Joan Cusack. I didn't know that. Really? Steph had to tell me. Steph was telling me that last night. I was like, okay. I, did, I don't I don't know. Sure. Um, I think the dad's somebody, too. I just don't know. Um, he, you, you see him, uh, like, in, like I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he's somebody. Well, no, but, I'm just saying, like, he's, <laughs> he's been in other stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not exactly sure as far as, like, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. He's got that recognizable face. Right. Like I'm, I'm sure he's somebody like of really importance. Has probably been in a few movies, but I remember him in a lot of TV shows. Like he does play different yeah. characters. He is the mayor of Eagleton. Holy shit! In Parks he and Recreation, is. he's the one who's trying to help Leslie and Ben make a park for Pawnee, oh and his underlings are the one who sabotage him in that episode. Wow. Um, and the little shout out to this episode. Four, five, six seasons before, uh, Dwight talks about an old shrewd tradition. When you get married, you stay in your own graves. Uh -huh. And that actually comes to fruition during the wedding because Angela and Dwight are standing in their own graves mm -hmm. as they get married. It's just the little things that the office does that they just kind of, they just throw little things out there and they could be throwaway lines in seasons one, two, and three, but they come back later on in the series and, it's, uh, and close it out. It's the... Marvel Cinematic Universe effect. Yes. They plant seeds and they pay off. Right. DC, has DC figured that out yet? Eh, maybe. You know what? Wow. Because I know you're, you're looking something up. Uh-huh. 
I've, I've been meaning to ask you guys, because I haven't talked to Shane in forever, um, in person. I mean, this is the first time I've seen you in, what, almost a month. Right. Did you ever figure out this whole hacking situation with the Russian? That's still happening? Like, I heard one a couple episodes ago. Dude, um, I seriously thought I shut that down. I I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how. I mean, I, I know how computers work. I know you push a button and you turn them on. Past that, I don't really know much. <laughs> um, I didn't think you could hack something that wasn't live. Yeah. I don't think you can call it hacking at that point. Whoever's doing it. Either they're getting really lucky or they're a genius. And I don't know which one it is. <sighs> could be a little bit of both. It scares me. It should. Uh, I mean, and I mean, top of the fact he's Russian. Yeah. Because um, the KBG waits for no one. Oh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> See, that, honestly, that whole episode about made it just for that opening. <laughs> it's because <laughs> that's it. No more knock knock jokes. And Jim just ding dong. And Michael Scott forgets his whole last 12 seconds where he says no more knock knock jokes and just who's there? Just real innocently. But, yeah, I, I meant to ask you guys. I meant to ask you guys on party chat last night, but you guys probably need better security. Like, is um, Kapersky still a thing? Or is that does that help the internet? I don't know. <laughs> I have to look into this, though, because I thought it was said and done. You should get to the bottom of it and not even care who's on top. Okay, I'll look into it. Top men. Top. 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 Man, oh my God! Does that mean this Russian guy's in a warehouse somewhere, out of, in a box? Possibly. Hey, I don't know, man. I didn't even know this was still a thing. So, do you guys not listen to your own podcasts after you throw them up on the interwebs? Hey, we do. We do what we do, man. Uh, okay, <laughs> all right. I mean, listen. You two keep doing your podcasts for me. Actually, well, now that I'm here, we'll keep doing our podcast. Shank, listen. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, where that. Okay, so, so see, I'm excited. Last episode, or you're, you're number one. My number one. Okay. I'm sitting in anticipation. Oh my god, this is like when Michael Scott brings ice cream sandwiches. Okay. Know, please. <clears throat> so my number one, Derek, unfortunately, there's been a murder <gasps> in, Savannah. in Savannah. It <laughs> rolls off your tongue like molasses. It, that, yeah. That one I had to push off. I had to push off the list, dude. There is just something about that episode that just makes me so happy. Yeah, like, it's so funny. There is it's just nonstop in right. that episode. There's taglines that we use. There's so yeah, like again coming back to the quotes that we use in this show or like from this show and stuff like that. Like there's so many that come from this episode. <laughs> And like just the way people act, just the, the way everybody plays off each other. You see different sides of people in this show. <laughs> it's just so good, man. And like everybody, like even the characters like that, I don't really like that much. Kelly Kapoor. You know, Kelly, you know, Kelly has gotten a pass over the years. Like I've actually started to like her more. I just really do not care about Aaron. Yeah. Okay. But even she's kind of cool in this episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause she's a little floozy in Savannah. <laughs> Because Andy doesn't even know if he's asking out the real Aaron, or I can't remember her name in the, the in Savannah. <clears throat> so, God, it's a good pick. Oh, such a good pick. Okay, I'll just get into the synopsis. Okay, so since this one is uh, this one is my favorite, I'm going to go ahead and read the synopsis of this one because it's just it's so good. 
you know, and we didn't really talk about this, but every every one of these has a cold open. Yeah. In the cold open, the white shirt instructs members of the office once a year on various changes that martial arts have experienced. Jim Halpert pranks Dwight by asking him to demonstrate <laughs> some of the moves on himself because Jim. <laughs> Die, we're already losing it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just, I'm mentally playing it in my head. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, Jim, <sighs> Jim pranks Dwight by asking him to demonstrate the moves on himself because Jim's reasons are Dwight is the most is the most worthy opponent for himself. Dwight ends up punching, blocking, and kicking his own attacks and ultimately ends up punching himself in the groin <laughs> to the amusement of the members of the office and apparently my podcast partner, Mr. Derek, right here. <laughs> block. <laughs> I'm fucking crying. Oh, man, such a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I'm legit just bawling my eyes out over here. Oh, because there's one thing about a three-year-old martial arts; it changes every year. <laughs> um, the members of the office learn that Thunder Mifflin is in financial trouble. In an attempt to keep the worried, the worried staff under control, Michael Scott and Jim call a meeting to provide optimistic viewpoints despite the steadily worsening news. In a moment of quick thinking, Michael pulls out a murder mystery party game called Bells, Bourbon, and Bullets and forces the rest of the staff to play along. The staff slowly warms up to the game. It is set in Savannah, Georgia. Where is it? Down in Savannah. (laughs) And everyone has to adopt a southern accent. (laughs) Thanks to Pam. Oh, God, you're already losing (laughs) Grass for the seeds in the, at the plantation. Like this fucking Oscar. I tried to do it away from the mic so it wouldn't pick up. Oh, damn it. Oh. Thanks, to, uh, thanks to Pam, uh, Andy, and Phyllis, the game becomes a hit. Everyone present starts to play along except for Oscar Martinez, who tries to get updates on the situation from corporate, and Creed Branton, who shows up late to work and flees after been, being told he is a murder suspect. <laughs> I'm telling you, because of that, Creed Scranton Strangler. I'm telling you now. Jim, however, believes that the entire exercise is pointless. Andy decides he needs to make a move on Aaron before the day is out, as he may otherwise never see her again due to the possibility of the impending closure of Dunder Mifflin. While in character, he asks Aaron out on a weekend date, but becomes unsure if he really asks her out or if he simply asks out her murder mystery character, Naughty Nellie. (laughs) He is worried that Aaron only agreed because Naughty Nellie is a promiscuous character. Just as the game seems to get interesting, Oscar returns and informs everyone... (laughs) <laughs> that accounting has been motiv- notified to stop payments <laughs> to the vendors. <laughs> you want to do it again? They'll have the money for the seas <laughs> and the corn at the plant. I'm sorry, Michael. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> uh, this brings the staff out of the game and back to the reality of losing their jobs. 
Michael tries to win them back, but accidentally skips to the game's conclusion, <laughs> revealing that revealing that Phyllis's character was the murderer. <laughs> Although everyone else goes back to work even more stressed out, Michael refuses to give up and continues playing the game with the white. After the game, Annie and Aaron meet at the reception desk where Aaron asks him about their upcoming date. Annie tries to sound out whether the date is real or fictional by suggesting that they go to Savannah for their date. Aaron remarks that Savannah is a long way, but does so in character. Confused by this, Andy slips up and indicates that the date was just part of the game. Aaron says she was also just playing, but appears humiliated as she walks away later and reveals to the camera crew that she thought the date was real. Michael tries to introduce another murder and other twists of the story to pull the staff back into the party. This infuriates Jim to his breaking point, and they hold a private talk in Michael's office. Michael snaps at Jim and points out that he is doing this to keep the office calm. CFO David Wallace finally returns the phone calls to Jim and reveals that while nothing has officially been decided, Thunder Mifflin is expected to be insolvent by the end of the year. Jim hides the news from the staff and nudges them back into the party. Jim finally realizes that Michael was doing this to help his co-workers cope. At the end of the episode, Michael, Dwight, Andy, and Pam find themselves in a fake Mexican standoff lasting until 6 o'clock at night. Jim pulls Pam out so they can go home, and the others pretend to shoot each other to death. I'm not going down for this! Oh, man, that's such a good episode. It is, dude. And like, even that, like, you see, you see Pam's fun side. You see Angela. <laughs> Voodoo Mama Juju. <laughs> Dwight. Dwight's in there going, it has to be Phyllis's character. It's not the one you least suspect, and it's not the one you most suspect. Yeah. It's the one you suspect the most medium. Oh, that's such a good episode. Oh, you know what? Good pull. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Good pull. So I'm curious to find out what your episode or your favorite one was. This or, my, this that's right. Your favorite. your favorite was that book. Is, is goodbye, Michael. Okay, yeah. The one that's I guess going to round out the list. Season six, episode twelve. Hey, Mister Scott, what, what you, you gonna, gonna do? do? What, what you gonna, gonna do? Make, make our dreams, dreams come true. <laughs> Scott's tots. That's a good one. It is a good one, and it's not. It's not for the reason of it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when Gabe goes to the gym and he sees male genitalia, he has to turn and duck away. <laughs> when when Michael Scott gets up there and, number one, doesn't have the tuition for the kids, mm-hmm. but offers them a G-damn laptop battery. <laughs> I cringe as just as a parent and as an adult. Where I've been in situations where I didn't meet expectations. This is to the fucking nth degree. Mm-hmm. Because, and it's it's not even the fact that he, he doesn't have the tuition. He thinks that the laptop batteries are a good idea. It's, oh man. And I mean, also in that episode, you've got Dwight and Ron teaming up together. Um, trying that's to take that's their first kind of i think it's their first team up because that's the whole employee of the month program and that brings about the whole ron looks at dwight and says oh no no i'm sorry i was thinking of uh when he kind of takes him under the wing under his wing and he takes him out to the farm congratulations for source of sales okay no no yeah i get it it's like they're working together and yeah they're in cahoots um 
But you've got uh, the whole the interchange between Ron and Dwight. He says, "Have you ever? Did you ever see Saul?" And Dwight looks at him just innocent, like, "Well, me and Mosey saw all the time." <laughs> I mean, little you know, little offshoot comments like that is really what makes you know the office the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to put Scott's tots in there because if I look at a show's best episodes, it's not just because they make me laugh the most or they make me cry the most or Whatever. I mean, I, I'll span every emotion. This is probably the most cringe-worthy episode of a sitcom I think I've seen. I, I mean, I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head because the only thing I really watch is this in Parks, <laughs> and there's not really a cringe-worthy one in Parks. Right. But I, I had to throw Scott's tots in there, and yeah, you know, if my wife ever decides to listen to you know the podcast, she'll she'll appreciate that, I guess. But that that's my last one. Season six, episode twelve, Scott's Tots. That's good that's a good list, man. So um what is uh what is uh Steph's favorite episode? Her favorite episode? Would it be Niagara also or do you, do you know right off? I don't know off the top of my head. I know I know she loves actually I would say probably her favorite episode's Company Picnic. Oh, okay. Because that was the one she pushed for to get onto my top five. And that's what, you know, like I said earlier, push the banker out. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, just, you know, Steph being Steph, she loves kids and, you know, finding out Jim and Pam, <laughs> a little kid lover. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I have to let the people on the internet know that I'm okay with little kids, but not in a bad way. God, Michael Scott is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up with my car. Sue me. Actually, you know what? Don't. <laughs> I mean, the, it's. I would say it's probably the most, other than Parks and Rec, because I mean we'll get into that when we do that episode. Office has to be one of the most quotable episodes, you know, shows mm-hmm. that we've both watched. Simply for that's what she said, you know, by itself. What are you doing? I'm just sorting. Damn it, Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I piss my pants. Oh shit. Um, season it's in season nine, and there's a guy at work that I find I found out that really likes The Office, and the what I what we've been doing to each other lately is is he'll look at me and he'll say, you know what, tell uh, Derek tell him where he can stick his grapes, and I look at him seriously being just go in the, <laughs> the fridge, <laughs> and he's like, no, damn it, Jim, it's it's supposed to, it's in his butt, it's up his butt, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I mean, anyways, I mean that's that's the last I have on Scott's Tots is so two hundred one total episodes throughout the course of this television show. We were able to narrow it down. Like you had, we both shared Goodbye Mike. We both shared Niagara. Yeah. So that gives us nine episodes yeah. between us. If you take my honorable mention episode with the banker, that gives us a solid ten. Yep. So we, I think, we actually just. Did what we intended to do and made a top ten we, list between us. We, I mean, we did. We did it better than BuzzFeed, better than Ranker. <laughs> but I mean, because we even had our honorable mention was the exact same episode. Mm-hmm. So, so that gives us a solid ten that gives episode. Us a solid ten, as far as I'm concerned. So this has been pretty fun. Oh, this has been great. Just the fact that you know this is one of our shows that we bonded over. We broke it down really good. I think. So I can't wait for Shane to go to another place out of town so I can take his. Oh wait, no, Shane, you're not invited back. Well, I don't know, man. Maybe his next trip may uh, land him in Pawnee. It's hard to tell where he may end Ooh. up. Ooh. Hmm. But 
for this week's episode of Real Talk with Rob and Derek. I have been Rob. And I have been the champ. And we'll see you in Scranton. Sitting in my office with a plate of grilled bacon. Call my man Pat just to see what was shaking. Yo, Mike, our town is dope and pretty. So check out how we live in the Electric City. They call it Scranton. What? The Electric City. Scranton. What? The Electric City. Lazy Scranton. The Electric City. They call it that because of the electricity. The city's laid out from east to west, and our public parks and libraries are truly the best. Call poison control if you're bit by a spider. But check that it's covered by your healthcare provider. Plenty of space in the parking lot. But the little cars go in the compact spot. 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 Snack attack time. Don't lose your head. We like Cuginos for the tasty bread. They call it Scranton. What? The Electric City. 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 Scranton. What? This is Boris Petrov, and I'm back to hack this bullshit American Pig podcast, Real Talk with Robert and Shainathan. I thought I had a mistake. Shainathan is not even in the podcast? Did he get replaced? This is bullshit. Shainathan sent me my first $20 money order in an attempt to prevent further hacking, and the money order bounced. Wow. Didn't even think that was possible. What kind of American bullshit is that? Hey, Shainathan. For $20 Monday order, I'll get this champ person to fuck off and you can have your spot back on podcast. How am I going to do that, you're asking? Don't you worry about this, how I'm going to do it. Just know that the problem will be solved. Just as long as this $20 Monday order doesn't bounce like Super Bowl. The decision is yours, comrade. Boris out. <laughs>